This week's Parsha is Parsha's Tetzave. Chapter 30, verse number 1, it says like this. It says, You shall make an altar in which you will bring the incense. The Mizbeach will be made, so it should be made out of wood. And the Torah continues to explain how to construct this Mizbeach, how to construct the altar. And then it says, regarding the incense, regarding the offering of the incense on the altar, it says, And Aaron will uh, bring incense on it. He will offer an incense on it, which is made out of spices, every single morning. When he is cleaning the candles on the candelabra, on the menorah. That's when he will bring the spices when they're being cleaned. The next Pasuk says, Pasuk Ches, it says, Pasuk 8, it says, When Aaron will light up the candles, Ben Arbaim in the evening, Also, he will bring the, he will offer the Ketoros, the incense, which is continual, So Rashi here explains that in the morning when the candles were uh, being cleaned, Rashi says in verse number seven, habzichim shel It was. It's called the cleaning of the cups of the candelabra of the menorah midashin apsilos from the the uh, leftover of the burnt uh, candles and and the wicks shenisrefu that were burnt balayla and he would clean them every single morning. So every when they were being cleaned. When the in the morning, when the nearest were being cleaned, when the candles were being cleaned, that's when the ketoras was brought. That's when the ketoras was brought, and they were cleaned and they were switched, and they were the candles were lit. And also, when the candles were lit in the evening, at that time is when the ketoras was brought. That's when the also the incense was was brought. So here we see from the Torah, we see that. The lighting of the candles of the menorah and the bringing of or the offering of the ketoros asamim, ketoros asamim, the incense, the, the, the spicy, the spicy, the good smelling incense was brought at the same time. Now, the question is, why was it brought at the same time? Why did it have to be? Why does the Torah necessitate? Why does the Torah require that the incense should be brought at the same time as the candles being lit? That's the question. So this question is asked by Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in his Dorash Moshe. So Rabbi Moshe says like this, Rabbi Moshe says, uh, The fact that the Ketoras had to be brought at the time of the, of the incense and the cleaning of the candles in the morning, like we just saw, and while the candles were lit in the evening, this is to explain, even though this is something which is done quietly, meaning that this was done quietly inside the Kodesh, the altar of the incense was brought inside, was, was standing inside the Kodesh, which was standing in the section called the Holy, and nobody really saw it. So the incense was brought on the altar in quiet, says Ramosha. 
The truth is, even though this was done quietly, this was recognizable, this was seen in the entire world because the smell went all the way to Yericho. As the Gemara tells us in Tractate Yericho to Jericho, as the Gemara tells us in Tractate Yuma on page Lamentism of Base 39b, there the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says like this, that Izim should be Yericho, the goats of in, in Yericho, that when they smelled the smell of the incense, then they would sneeze. The literal translation is they would sneeze. I guess they would make a noise from the from the ketores, from the from the incense. Nashim should be Yericho, women that were in Yericho. They did not need to put on perfume or uh, nice smelling spices on themselves. Because of the smell of the of the katoras, of the incense. Kala, a bride, should be shalim, a bride that was in shalim, she did not need to, uh, she did not need to adorn herself with, with, with spices, with perfume. Because Mirecha Ketoros from the smell of the Ketoros. So you see, says Rav Moshe Feinstein, that the Ketoros reached all the way to Yericho from Yerushalayim. So even though it was the Ketoros was brought in a specific room, it was brought in, 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 in the Kodesh, but the smell wafted, the smell wafted all the way past uh, to, to, to Yericho in all of, all of Yerushalayim. Says Ramosha, so what's the lesson from this? The lesson from this is, is that when a person conducts themselves in the way of the Torah, with all of their might, whatever abilities they have, and this person who conducts himself according to the Torah knows that this is the proper way to live in the world. As even if he's not asking anything from anybody, even if he sits in his own private room, right? People will learn from him even from a distance. As the same way, says 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 Moshe that the that the the incense, which is the smell wafted throughout, past way past the the um the the room, the kodesh in which the incense was brought. And and there was no effort being made for the incense to spread all over the place, but it did anyway. So to a person who lives his life properly according to the ways of the Torah, Torah, that even if he doesn't try to to proselytize other people, to influence other people, even if he doesn't put any effort into it, still just like the incense, the smell, the the, the person's character, the example of their character will spread to afar. It will. It, it, it will influence other people. And he says this, we find this with Shmuel. Says Ramesh Feinstein, we find this with Shmuel, Kahad Shmuel, uh, Shmuel Aleph, in, in Shmuel Aleph, in chapter 19, verse number 18, it says the following, it says that, as we all know from the story, that the, in 18 it says, David Barach vi Molet, David ran away from, from Shaul. Where did he run to? He went to Shmuel Haramasa. He went to Shmuel in, in Ramas. And he told him everything that Shaul did to him. So him and Shmuel uh, 
sat together. But then what happened? Shaul found out about this. Shaul found out that David ran away. David ran away there. So what did Shmuel say? Shmuel sent messengers after, after David. In Pasikhov, it says, Shaul sent messengers to take David. And, and what happened? And they saw that there was a group of prophets, Nivim, that they were prophesizing. And Shmuel was standing by them. And this prophecy that was on Shmuel's uh, prophets, the, the prophecy that was, that was uh, happening to Shmuel's prophets, that they were prophesizing that prophecy, that, that spirit of prophecy went onto the messengers that Shoal sent to capture David. They also started to prophesize. And what happened? They, because of this, says the Mitsudas David, the Mitsudas David says that because they were amongst the prophets, since Shoal's messengers that were trying to capture David were amongst these prophets, came the, the emanation, came the influence of prophecy, also on the and uh, also came on the messengers. And therefore, they didn't even suspect, they didn't even, they forgot about what Joel instructed him to do to go capture David because of this prophecy. And and it says, the Pesach says that, that Joel sent even more messengers and more messengers and it didn't help. Every time they arrived to Shmuel, they would prophesize and then they would forget about they would forget they would forget about the fact that they came to capture David. As a matter of fact, the uh, the the the, the Pasuk says that even that even Shaul himself decided to go there. Shaul himself decided to go after David to go to Shmuel. Um it says in Pasuk in Pasuk Chavbeis, Vayelach Gamhu, he also went. Haramasa Vayovad Bor Hagodol Asher Baseicho Vayishal Vayomer Eifu Shmuel V'David. He asked people there, where is Shmuel and David? Vayomer Hini Benoyes Berama. It's in Noyes and Rama. Vayelach Shamel Noyes. He also went to Noyes Berama. He went to where David was. Vatiyalov Gamhu Vruach Elokim, and he also prophesied. Vayelach Haloch Viisna Babob Benoyes, and he was. He went. Uh, and and he also prophesied the noise. And it says in Pasuk Havdalit, Vayishad Gamhu Bagadav. He took off his clothing, Vayisna Begamhu Lifneishal Shmuel, and he prophesied in front of in front of Shmuel, in front of Shmuel. So so what happened here? What, what every time that that there was a fight, that David and Shaul had a fight, right? Obviously, uh, aside from the, the details of the fight, but they were both in a fight. There was there was there was jealousy. There was. There was murderous intent, and and uh, when when David ran away to Shmuel, he was safe. And when Shaul tried to send messengers after him, they didn't succeed in capturing him. And then when Shaul went himself, he himself could not do anything. What's the significance of this? So says Rav Moshe. He ate so Shmuel. So Rav Moshe says, "Should David Baruch love?" David ran away to Shmuel. And Shaul sent messengers. He himself even went. Even from a distance, they started to prophesize. And everything was peaceful by, with David. With the messengers, with Shaul. Why is that? Says, says Rabbi Moshe. 
that by Shmuel there was no jealousy, v'sina, there was no hatred when you came to Shmuel. Mishum shibriyas pnei Shmuel, that when you see the face of Shmuel v'drachav in his ways, nasim mushpoyim, they became influenced, leches bedrachav derach to go in his ways, the ways of truth. So you see that is an example that, again, a person who goes in the way of the Torah, a person who goes in the way of the Torah, even if they sit in their own place like Shmuel did, uh, uh, and, and follows, does the right thing, then people will be influenced by that even if they're far away. And that is signified by the Ketores. That is signified by the incense which was burnt in one place, but an influence far away. The Nimza, and it comes to teach us, says, And it comes out that the same way that the incense, which is done quietly, which is done in the, in, the, in the Kodesh, the smell of it, meaning the influence of it could be far away, the same way as the candelabra, the same way as the menorah, whose lights shine, from, uh, shine far away, just like a, a light, just like a light shines far away. So to, so to the incense, the smell uh, influences far away, just like the, the as we, we said in the Gemara in, in uh, the Gemara says in Sotan, page 21a, the Gemara says that the that Torah represents light. So just like the light of the Torah, which is the menorah, which is the light of the menorah that shines afar, because that's what light does, light uh, shines far, so too the incense, which is the way of living, like uh, according to the ways of the according to the ways of the Torah, that also you could its smell is goes far away, meaning that it influences people. If a person conducts himself in the proper manner, that influences people also to conduct themselves in a proper manner. That's what Rav Moshe says. And perhaps maybe with this insight of Moshe Feinstein, we can explain the famous Rashi in Parshas Vayetze. Again, the, in Parshas Vayetze, the Torah tells us like this, Vayetze Yaakov me Be'er and Yaakov left Be'er Vayelech Harana, and he went to Haran. So the Rashi, famous Rashi, asks, Lo Yaakov Harana. All you had to do is tell us where Yaakov went. Didn't have to tell us where he left. Why does the Torah tell us that he left Beersheba? Why, why does the Torah tell us that he left Beersheba? Just tell us that he went to Haran. We know where he was, and we know we, we just want to know where he went. Ella says Rashi, that when a tzaddik leaves a place, it's coming to tell us that Yaakov left, Yaakov left Beersheba, but what did he leave? Magid, that when a tzaddik goes out of a place, it makes an influence. It makes a, a, an impression. As long as the tzaddik is in the city, who hoda, he is its splendor, who ziva, he is its shining, who hadara, he is its hadar, he is its a glory, yotzimisham, but when a tzaddik leaves, when, when a tzaddik leaves that place, then, pona hoda, pona ziva, pona hadara, then all of these things, the splendor, the glory, and the shining goes away, bechein batetzim in amokom, and also we see this also by Rus, Rus uh, 1.7, that it says by Nomin Rus. This is Rashi, is quoting the Bereshis Rabbah and Samaches uh, uh, 6, that uh, 68.6. So the 
Rashi says that when a tzaddik is in a city, he is its glory, he is its splendor, he is its shining. And when he leaves the city, then this glory, this splendor leaves the city with him. And that's why the Torah tells us that Yaakov left Beersheba, Yetzi Yaakov and Beersheba, Yaakov left from Beersheba and his influence that he had upon the populace also left with him. Now the question is, I was thinking about what is the difference between all of these words? What is the difference between all of these words? Ziva, Hadara, Hoda. What do all these different words mean? We translated them, but still it requires a little bit of explanation. So the we find in the Pasuk in, in, in Baruch Inavshi, in Tehillim, Psalms 104.1, it says, Baruch Inavshi is Hashem, Hashem, we say this every Rosh Chodesh, Hashem Elokai Gadalta Mo'od, Hod Vahadar Levashta. We find these words that Hashem clothes himself with Hod and Hadar, with glory and splendor. And what do these words mean? That Hashem clothes himself with glory and splendor. So the Malbim explains in his, in his explanation, on, on Tehillim, in the Pirush Hamilas, in the explanation of the words, but also in his Sefer called the Yoyer Or. The Yoyer Or is a Sefer where he takes similar words that have similar meaning and he explains the exact difference between them. So here in the entry in Hay between Hod and Hadar, splendor and glory, he explains what is the difference between Hod and Hadar and says the Malbim that Hod, he says, a Hod who inyim pnimi nafshi. He says that the Hod is something which is inner, inside a person. It's an inner light. Glory or splendor, whatever the word means, it's a splendor that's inside the person. That when you find a person who has uh, contributory attributes, he has, uh, and he's filled with the spirit of mishpat, of law, uh, with righteousness, Rachmim Vechemla, and he has he has mercy on other people, Chachmo Ubina, and he has wisdom and knowledge and understanding. That's that is Hod. Hod is the inner, the inner um, shining of the person, what's inside the person, of all these attributes that we said. The Hadar, what's Hadar? That's the outer shining of the person. That is the outer influence of the person upon other people. Like a person, for example, is rich or he's strong. That with them, a person is praised in front of those that see him and know him. And he, and he references himself also in, the, uh, in his, uh, his expansion of Peter Samiro's so, Hod Vahadar, at least we know the translation of these words, Hod Vahadar means the inner, uh, the inner splendor of a person, Hod is the inner splendor of the person, and Hadar is the outer splendor of the person. So perhaps maybe we could say, in a homiletic sense, we could say that Yaakov Avinu had the two attributes that we mentioned before. Remember, we said that Rav Moshe said that the menorah represents the, 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 the Torah, which shines which which shines on the on, on the on the outside. It it shines for uh, it, well. It shines far, because it's just that's the nature of light, right? And that we said was the Torah. The incense we said is something which is inside. It's inside, but still, even though it's inside, it influences a person. It influences people around them from the inside, even though it's being done inside, but it still spreads. 
That's what we said. So perhaps maybe we could say that Hod, which is the inner splendor, that represents the Ketoras, that represents the incense, which is the inner splendor that influences people on the outside. That's Hod. And Hodar, perhaps maybe Hodar we could say, which is the outer splendor of the person, that's represented by the menorah, that's represented by the, by the, by the shining of the Torah. And so therefore Rashi is telling us in Parshas Vayetze that when Yaakov was in the city, he was like the incense that even if he would even if he would sit in his room and he would just uh, or he would not be uh, just his mere presence in the city not uh, not necessarily trying to proselytize or or, or or proselytize or influence people but just his presence his inner uh, his inner righteousness mercy law his wisdom the, uh, that's on the inside that was an influence on the people just like the ketores just like the incense which is done Quietly, but it has, uh, but it, it 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 the smell wafts throughout the entire city, and also Yaakov was the Yaakov was also the Yaakov was also the Hadar. Yaakov was also the Hadar. That what that Yaakov that the Hadar is the the the, the outer splendor. The Hadar is the outer splendor that um, that is represented by the light. Of the Torah, that Yaakov was, um, as we know, it says in Parshas Toldos that Yaakov studied Torah. It says Yaakov was each time Yoshev Olim, he sat in the tents, which is the which are the which are the tents of Torah. Yaakov studied Torah, so that his Torah was also an influence upon the people. So this is when Yaakov was in the city, but when he left, this um, this influence, this um, Shefa, this. Uh, upon the people of the city um, of Beersheba left also. So that's, we could say, perhaps maybe we could say that about Yaakov, and the Torah is giving us the same message. And just because we, uh, um, you know, we didn't want to leave the Parshas Tetzave alone because today is uh, Tainus Esther's Thursday, tomorrow is uh, Purim, which is on, on Friday, and then we go into Shabbos, which is going to be Parshas Tetzave. So the, it's, 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 it's proper to have an episode on, uh, on Parshas Tetzave, but at the same time, now that we have it, we, we can tie it into Purim because <coughs> Purim leads right into Shabbos. So perhaps maybe we could say the following, also B'derech Drush, we could say about Mordechai, that Mordechai, the Torah, tell, we know the Gemara tells us about Mordechai. The Gemara says in uh, in Kuflam uh, Etesam Beis in 139b in Chulin, the, um, the 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 Gemara says like this. The Gemara says Mordechai Minatora Minayin. How do you know Mordechai Minatora? We discussed this before. Where does it say Mordechai's name in the Torah? And the uh, Mordechai's name it says in the Torah. Uh, Mordechai's name in the Torah, it says, it says, more, more drawer, that for the anointing oil, that the anointing oil was mixed with spices, as the Torah tells us. As the Torah tells us, that anointing oil that consecrated all of the kalim in the Beis Hamikdash, all of the vessels in the, in the, in the temple, Right, this was mixed with spices, and the first spice 
that was that is mentioned in the the first spice which is mentioned in the Torah that was used for this anointing oil, that spice is called uh, more drawer. That spice is called more drawer. That, that, that spice was the first one to be used. As the Torah tells us in chapter 30, verse number 23, Take for yourself Take for yourself the, fir- the spices that are going to be used in the anointing oil. Mar drawer. You should take mar drawer. What's mar drawer? So the, the Targum here translates the word mar drawer, which is the spice. It says, it says, which sounds like the words Mordechai. So how do you know Mordechai min Torah? How do you know Mordechai in the Torah? He is mentioned here in the instruction given for the anointing oil to be used, for the anointing oil to be used, and that anointing oil, uh, the spices, the first spice that was to be used uh, was called Mordechai, and which is in Targum, uh, sounds like Mordechai. That's how you know Mordechai in the Torah. So, the first thing we can say is, is that, is that this was a spice that was mixed into an anointing oil. What does oil, for, for example, for, what does oil represent? What does oil represent? So, oil represents, we have an interesting explanation of the, there's an interesting explanation of the Malbim on Tehillim. It's a Hillam chapter 133, verse number, chapter 133, verse number, uh, let me just look it up. Chapter, it says like this. It talks about oil. In, cha- in verse number two, it says, Kishem and Atov. It says, if we read from the beginning, verse number one, says, Shira Malis Ladavid, Hine Matov Manoim, how good and how sweet it is, Sheves Achim Gam Yachad, that two brothers sit together. And verse number two says, Kishem and Atov, it's like a good oil, Al Roish, Al Haroish, that goes on the head, Yorid Al Zakan, that goes down to the beard, Zakan Aaron, the beard of Aaron, Shir Al Pimidoisev, that goes to the sides of his, of, uh, 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 of his beard. So, what is this oil that's being, Talked about. So the oil that we're talking about is the oil of that's mixed with spices. That is the consecrating oil, which was used to consecrate all of the vessels, but also Aaron himself, Aaron the person, as the Kohen Gadol, so as the as the high priest. And the Malbim says in the Tehillim, he explains the he explains the following: what this oil represents. Oil represents the emanation or the influence, the godly influence. Sometimes the godly influence goes for those that are supposed to get it. Without any intermediary. However, sometimes Hashem gives extra. And it's so extra. Even people that are next to it also benefit. It's like, uh, it's like uh, the people just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And if a godly influence comes to a person, then they are there. They also benefit from this, from this influence. And this is what the Tehillim is telling us in a parable of a good oil. A good oil represents this. Which is the anointing oil. Where, where was the anointing oil poured when Aaron was consecrated as the Kohen Gadol, as the priest, he was point, it was poured on his head. It was poured on his head. 
there is where they would spread the oil, the holy spreading. Yehu hamokam amuchin lezeh. That's the place where it's just prepared for it. Ba'asher sham mishkan amalach. And why do they pour it there? Because that is where the brain is. That is what houses the person's brain. Ukliach seichol machshav. And that is where the intellect is, and that is where the thought is. Shashem in moira halasaga. Because oil represents a divine influence, but it also teaches an understanding. And therefore, that's why the oil was poured there. Also, but the oil not only went in his head, but once the oil was being poured, and this is representing of the divine influence being extra and pouring all over the place, then it also poured on his beard. It would go, even though it's long, it would go all the way down to his beard. What is this parable? The parable is, is and the two brothers that we're talking about says the Malbim is Yisachar and Zvulin, Yisachar would learn Torah and Zvulin would go to work, but there would be a divine influence that would come upon Yisachar, which is represented by the oil, Shuba Mashal Harosh, which is the, Yisachar is like the head, Shuhu Hayamuchin Lekabala he was ready to receive the wisdom of the Torah, the Kibo Menu Gadol, he would receive a, 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 a huge portion of this, Vishef Rav. And there'll be a huge influence. But it would be, it would overflow even onto the Shevet Zvulin, even to the the tribe of Zvulin that would influence, that would, that would, that would support him. They would also receive this, this Shefa, this divine influence of Shefa and Tumarak, and the, and the oil would flow. So you see from this Mabin that what the oil represents, the the uh, the flow of God's goodness, the influence of intellect, it represents the chachma, the wisdom of the Torah, right? So the shemin represents the wisdom of the Torah. The oil represents the wisdom of the Torah. And what was it mixed with? It was mixed with spices, like we just said. And it was mixed with spices, like we just said, in Pasha, that it says in Pasha's Kisisa. And who it, the, what's the first spice that was put into it? Marjor. And what is, represent, what, is, what, what is hinted to in the Marjor? It's Mordechai, as the Targum says. So Mordechai is hinted to in this spice. What do we say that the spices, even though this spice is going into the, into the Shemina Mishka, into the anointing oil, but spices were also used for the Keturah Summon. The, the spices were also, were, were also used for the... Spices were also used for the incense. So this, and we said that the spice represents an influence that comes from the inner splendor of the person. So the the the, the, the shemina mishcha, the oil, the anointing oil, represents wisdom. It represents the Torah. It represents the light of the menorah. It represents the 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 God's influence that shines the outer splendor. But the spices which are in the oil. The spices which are in the oil represent the inner splendor of the person. That, like, like the Kitaris Asamim, like the, like we said, the, um, the, 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 the incense. And who is whose name is hinted to that? Mordechai's name. So you see that Mordechai was this type of tzaddik. Mordechai was this type of righteous person. Mordechai was this person that was like Yaakov Avinu. Ya- that he was the oil and he was the incense. He was the hod. He was the hadar. He was the inner splendor. And he was the outer splendor, just like Yaakov Avinu. This is what this is what Mordechai was, and this is, as Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said, represented by the fact that the um, 
Because what Moshe Feinstein said, this is represented by the fact that the incense had to be lit, that the, the incense had to be burnt and offered up on the, on the golden altar, on the uh, Mizbeach Hazov, at the same time as the lighting of the menorah, to give the message that just like the, the light of the menorah spreads as a splendor on the outside, it shines outside, so too the incense, which is on the inside, which is on the, on, on the Mizbeach, on, on the altar, it also spreads and influences the, the, the entire world. This is, so the lesson that we learn from this, the lesson that we learn from this is that, is that when we conduct ourselves in a proper manner, even though we might not see uh, progress, but it, also, it influences other people. It inspires other people. The same way that, that if we conduct ourselves according to the, the Derech HaTorah, the way of the, uh, of the Torah, even though it might be something which is inside of us, maybe something that's private, but it inspires other people, it inspires our neighbors, it inspires our, our, our family members, our children, when we, when we conduct ourselves according to the, the ways of the Torah, just like, just like the incense. And certainly if we study the Torah and we, te- we, we, we teach the Torah itself, which is like a light that shines upon, upon the whole room and influences, and influences, every, and influences everyone. And so perhaps maybe we can think about this on Purim in, 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 in serving Hashem because this is what Mordechai, who was the hero of the, sto- of the story, uh, represented, just like Yaakov Avino. This is what I wanted to share with everybody. Share with Freyach on Purim and a good Shabbos.